here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody. Rob McCarran here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's Shake Them Ropes. You can subscribe to the show at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. Up on the YouTube channel are shows in audio and video format, plus New Japan Pro Wrestling coverage, and we play WWE Supercard along with you. You can check out the game at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash WWE Supercard, and go give us a subscribe, a like, a comment, and share them with everyone that you know, everybody that you know. Jeff Hawkins and I will be right back here on Shake Them Ropes talking about match number 63 in our Top 100 Countdown, Sting versus Cactus Jack from WCW Beach Blast 1992, the highlights from this week's WWE Raw, the push towards NXT TakeOver in October, and so much more. Jeff Hawkins and I back here in just a moment on Shake Them Ropes. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. I'm here to fight, baby. Seth Rollins, get your ass out here, boy. When I show up, it's business time, baby. That's what I thought, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Jeff, we got to talk about this Raw last night. Yes. We got to talk about the world title picture. We have to talk about the new U.S. champion defending his title strong. And then we have to talk about this page promo. Are you up for this itinerary? I am up for it. All right. Now, what I'm going to do here is play (laughs) this page confrontation from last night it's it's pretty short so i'm going to play it for those who may not have heard it or if you want to refresh yourself of it i'm going to do this right now let's just think about you know who really made this possible and that's me no shut up becky shut up this is patronizing oh i love you daddy and oh my gosh i wouldn't be here without you You sound like you've just been inducted into the bloody Hall of Fame is what you sound like. Yes, I won the championship too. You won it. So what? I won it on my first day. I won it twice. And you know what? Here's a little secret. Champ to champ. Title reigns end. And Nikki's going to get her rematch and she's going to bring a little hippie sister and a little third wheel and they're going to take that back and the Divas division is going to go back right where it was. There is no revolution, Charlotte. You are just a placeholder. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Becky, Becky. Becky, back up. You know what? Yeah, you're never... You're never going to be a Divas champion. You know why? Because you're the least relevant of all of us. And let's go to Team Bad. They're all flash. No substance. And then you got Lana and Summer. Too busy trying to figure out who they want to climb onto next rather than the Divas division. And then you got Nay. Nay, where are you? Do you even work here anymore? I can't see you, Mrs. Hart. And then you've got the Bellas. We all know the real reason they got to where they are. And of course, that real reason is the fact that they are awesome. But <laughs> that, was the, uh, that was the page deal from last night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been mixed response to it. Huh. One side, you know, I, and I can understand how 
a lot of people would have enjoyed this or at least been taken aback by it because it was different. It was something that you weren't expecting. It was something that was, uh, that was a little more inside. And these types of promos tend to bring about those who speak about wrestling online quite a bit because, you know, it's, it's something that they aren't used to. It is something that they know of because everyone who goes on and reads insider stuff is like, oh yeah, we know why she's talking about the Bellas that way because they're dating Daniel Bryan and John Cena and all this stuff. And it brings about excitement. Um, this thing right here, and it's also getting compared to, uh, the CM Punk pipe bomb promo from 2011. Uh, it's getting a lot of comparisons to that. Before we get into this big time, I wanted to get your overall thoughts on this particular segment before we get to the rest of raw, because I myself only found one positive in this and overall the segment was a net negative. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree, and I'm going to let you go first and tell me why it was a negative, and then I'm going to tell you why you were wrong. No. So this whole promo, (laughs) first of all, she starts off by basically saying, this is the Charlotte celebration, right? And I Mm. get that a heel would come out and try and ruin the celebration. And we had Nikki Bella doing that, and in turn, we had Paige doing this. Paige was ruining the celebration of Ric Flair and Charlotte and Becky Lynch. So when Paige goes and says that Nikki Bella and her hipster sister are just going to win that belt back anyway. The belt that, by the way, last night at Night of Champions, Paige was celebrating the victory with Charlotte, with Ric Flair. Paige was super happy at Night of Champions. She was hugging Charlotte. She was wooing with Ric Flair. She was all about the title win of uh, Charlotte. She no, was she, a little, no was, she was, was all about it. It no, was a bit half-hearted. It was not. It was not one single bit half-hearted. If you watch that backstage promo with Ric Flair wooing, Paige is the one being loud. She's wooing with Charlotte and Ric Flair. She's hugging everybody. Now, that is one thing that has been, you know, some people are out there calling this character development for Paige. And I don't know how on any earth you can call this character development for Paige. Because her character from day one has been this wishy-washy, flaky girl who comes in and is friends with somebody one day and not the next. So if anything, this goes within her already built character, which isn't, It doesn't have that much depth to it, and it didn't get any more depth by what she did last night. So this wishy-washy, flaky girl is not even after the title after this, right? Because she says Nikki Bella's going to win it back. She's just upset at the celebration. I mean, from what I got from this, she was upset because Charlotte won this championship, which Paige herself said didn't matter, right? So you have this Divas Revolution, which Paige says there is no revolution, and all this can be sour grapes. But that is one of the negatives I found in this is that Paige really had no leg to stand on. She didn't build any character out of this. And the importance wasn't really put on that championship because the championship titles come and go. And there's a whole bunch of ways that someone that you may, you may go into this and say, well, the title doesn't matter anyway. Then what the hell are we doing? If we're not trying to build it up any, what does this do? But that's my first piece on this. Uh, Go ahead. All right. Um, I think everybody here is being a little bit incorrect. I I won't even compare it to the pipe bomb promo by any means. There was a day in professional wrestling where you would talk smack about people and we'd call that heat as opposed to say singing a song about them or stealing an urn or, or putting poo poo in their car or something to that effect. To me, this promo made sense from the, from the perspective of the character of Paige as the anti-diva. And that was her character all along, even. She came up, she won the title, okay? And then she started having this back and forth with AJ, and that kind of insecurity of being new and whatnot came up. And AJ's crazy, but she was still kind of needy and wanting, you know, kind of the frenemy thing. And yeah, that was kind of dumb, but in its own way... It fits into this whole thing. When you think about it, yes, this was the the revolution, so to speak, in storyline, was to help Paige get at the Bellas, but it was still about Paige. Yes. And it, now you and now you have all these people trying to take credit for it. You had Stephanie trying to take credit for it. You have the Bellas taking credit for it. Now you have Charlotte taking credit for it. I can see even in my own life as someone who who has wanted something very bad for themselves and watched someone else get it 
and then you have to be happy for them for a very short amount of time, that can turn very quickly. This made sense to me. And it made sense to me in that she's also a young performer in terms of on screen. And sometimes that anger can go a little bit too far. And to me, a lot of some of these comments that everybody's saying, ooh, shoot comments, insider comments, whatnot, they're they're part of that, they're part of the natural progression of someone being very, very angry and very, very upset and it going over the line. The whole thing about Nikki getting the title back, that's reality kicking in. Because in this universe, Charlotte's still new to the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, I, and, I, and, I, well, this, I I agree there with the fact that, okay, a lot of these uh, comments were somewhat insider references, but at the same time, you could make a case that everything she said was something that's been presented on TV already. You know, we, it, yeah, we've had, it, we've had Daniel Bryan presented on TV with Brie Bella. We've had through total divas, Nikki presented with John Cena. Obviously Ric Flair is on TV right there. You know, Charlotte is her daughter or his daughter. Uh, so everything she's saying isn't necessarily an insider comment, right. but I think the fact that, uh, you know, the writers are putting it out there as if it was inside also goes to the negativity of this because you could say all this stuff based on what's actually on TV. Part of what I am uh, negative on a little bit is the timing of this based on the fact that Paige was super happy for Charlotte on Sunday. Now, I know tension has been building. You don't have to tell me that, oh, if you're if you didn't see this coming, you're an idiot. We all no, knew that I'm, Paige I'm, was going. We all knew. Yeah. Well, you're not specifically, but others out there, uh, as we had a little conversation on Twitter before, a lot of people out there are talking about how you should have saw this coming. Like, obviously, Paige was upset she didn't get the championship match when this whole thing has been about unseating the Bellas. And you're right. This whole thing has been about Paige's wanting the unsettling of the Bellas atop the Divas division because Paige is the anti-Diva. And when Stephanie herself brought in Becky and Charlotte to be her tag team partners. She was all about it because they could help her in the quest to unseat the Bellas. Right. Now the motivation is there. The motivation okay. for Paige, I can see that is here because mm-hmm. she, yes, she wanted help unseating the Bellas, but she wanted to be the one still to unseat the Bellas. And she wasn't Charlotte was right. So now Charlotte's celebrating. So are we to say that Paige got this upset just overnight? Like she got upset during raw at Charlotte or she was going to do something like this before Night of Champions. And if that's the case, why is she celebrating at Night of Champions? How about it's been festering since Monday? And she's been having to think about it. And everybody, and even overnight from Sunday to Monday, everybody's come up to Charlotte and saying, congratulations, 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 champ, you did it. Congratulations, champ, you did it. Congratulations, champ, you did it. Right in front of Paige. Let's say that. And let's say this promo was just an unleashing of a volcano of emotions where she went scorched earth on all the divas because she's the anti-diva. And it's kind of getting back to her roots there. Now, the difference between this and, say, a quote-unquote shoot-y promo to me is the lack of smarm here. The lack of, you know, Triple H being kind of smart-alky and saying, you have you have to say you respect me, but here's where I'm going to undercut you off at, at the knees and whatnot. This was genuine anger and frustration, I think, coming from her in terms of character-wise. Did they go a little bit too quick on it? Perhaps. But as a promo and as an explanation, I completely bought it. And I, I think it's it's awesome for a number of reasons. I think it's awesome because, A, we get Natty back, which is phenomenal. Well, okay, don't go there yet, all right? Okay. We're not, we're but, not but going there me, yet. Okay, let me, let me finish the point then. You get turmoil in one group. You have the Bellas on another side who are plant, who are loving every moment of this. And you have Team Bad who actually seem to have really good chemistry together. So there's, there's that kind of thing. I know everybody wants everybody to break up into individual little factions and type. I mean, not factions, but individuals and have more individual development. But there is development within all these things. And I think that's a good thing. And, and I think, you know, even... The backstage stuff with with Paige and Natty that might have been a bit too quick. I would have saved that. That seems yeah. to be something slow. That seems to be a slow build to whatever's going to happen there. It's kind of like, uh, you know, rectifying the Kane story in, in one three hour show. I didn't like that either. But but as an idea, all for it. I am all for it, and I didn't mind this promo at all. And I thought it was pretty good. And I think it was what was needed. It gets people talking about the division as well. That's that's the other thing. Even if people found it too insidery or whatnot. 
or to try hard, you know, to get that kind of attention, I, I can make, I can rectify this as someone who has watched the character of Paige since her debut. I can rectify this in my head. I don't know yeah. why other people can't. And, and I want to preface all this by saying that if you enjoyed the segment last night, good. I mean, that's their job. You should enjoy the television you're watching. So if you're enjoying it, that's great. I'm just explaining why I didn't. Uh, I'm not telling you what you should think, or at least I'm not trying to. It may come off that way. But a lot of the reasons why I've seen people say, like, I asked people point blank on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. I asked you, why did you enjoy the segment? What was it about that segment that you enjoyed? Now, some people have responded that it's a sign that WWE has heard us, has heard the complaints about the Diva Revolution. They're, they're you know, understanding that the Diva Revolution is not working. So this was their way of kind of changing that up. I ask in what way? In what way was this the writing team hearing you? Because even though it may seem like that on the outside, how they broke up Team PCB, Paige has gone on her own. By the way, that's the one positive I have out of this segment, that Paige is now on her own, and we have fewer members of this team, which would hopefully in turn cause fewer teams to be out there and we focus more on individuals. That will be great. But this show ended after this Paige promo, Paige has gone her way. When everyone has been talking about how they don't want the Divas division cluttered so much because we have these three teams of nine, well, not only do we still have the nine women involved, but now we have Natalia. Natty comes back, you know, quickly, like you mentioned. She's just there. She's wrestling on the show. Obviously, she's going to have something to do with this whole revolution. Maybe she ends up teaming with Paige, in which case this will make no sense whatsoever still because the whole idea is that Paige should be on her own. And what is she going to do? Add team members to defeat Charlotte. But so when the show ended after all the complaints of the divas division, that there are too many people involved, they're not focusing on single stories. We still don't have a single story. It's not page versus Charlotte. It's page versus Charlotte versus Nikki. Nikki is still involved in there. Now you have the backstory of what is Becky Lynch doing and you have Natalia involved. So now there's even more clutter in the division. So I don't think they succeeded. Uh, if your reasoning for liking this thing is, oh my God, WWE finally hurt us. Well, they didn't really, because they just mm. added another woman to this division and unclear storylines. No, but I think you're expecting too much on a show that was basically built around rematches. They've set some tables here. That's all they need to do. They they put some pieces in motion. Now they have to keep the motion going. Right. That's always been their problem. That's been the their problem. Pro and that problem. well, that's what I want to. That that's another point there. And I'll let you continue on here. But that's another issue. Is this now we can't determine for a fact right now whether they will follow up well on this or not, or what their follow up will be because it hasn't happened yet. So we have to give them that uh, give them that respect at least. Give them that time to follow up on it. Uh, but we just don't know what they're going to do with it. And they haven't had a good track record because a lot of people are pointing out the AJ Lee promo from a couple of years ago, which was very similar in vain. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah, but that was a little bit more on the smarmy side, I thought. It was on the smarmy side, but at the same time, and AJ Lee has said this in interviews, they didn't follow up on it at all. They do no. not have a good history of following up no. on women's angles. They don't have a good <laughs> They don't follow up on some of the men's angles that they do. Are you kidding me? But but you also have, I mean, you have certain parts here that if you take a look back at the bigger picture, that the things are moving. You have PCB, which is eroding. You have Team Bella, which can't win a match in the ring, to be honest with you, no matter what they do. Because, you know, Bree's going out and getting killed. Alicia Fox goes out there and gets killed. And then Nikki gets beat. They can't win despite their unity. And yet you have Team Bad, who every time they come out, they win. It's... In the bigger picture, it's interesting. There are I, there are can, interesting stories going on yeah. with this. I, I, I'm not going to argue that because I believe there are a ton of interesting stories. But I don't think that promo last night really changed any of those interesting stories. Bad was winning matches before this. The Bellas were losing matches before this. Yeah, but okay. But the promo, for me, reestablishes Paige back to her roots as the anti-diva. She went scorched earth on everybody. She's now a woman without a country again, and now she's going to have to face the consequences of it. I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with actually having a little bit of, is there actual real hatred in these promos? Because you know I like that kind of thing. So 
yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the fight. I'm looking forward to finally, you know, to seeing, you know, and seeing what happens to Becky here because Becky got the brunt of the, you know, no one cares about you type of <laughs> promo. And now they're going to have to do something with her. They're starting to force your hand in order to follow, not your hand, but the, the writer's hands to follow up lest they get lost, like, say, a Cesaro <laughs> yeah, in there. I- and that's my fear of Becky right now is that she becomes the Cesaro of this whole diva's revolution but right now that promo was fine to me and i'm you know what i'm glad somebody in the divas division <laughs> addressed the summer ray lana situation within it where it's like yeah we're trying to get over as wrestlers and you have these two sex pots arguing over boyfriends and whatnot i thought that was smart yeah I mean, obviously the Lana and Summer Rae stuff is completely different. And that's, uh, you know, it was kind of brought into this, but really I mean, that's a, a whole separate thing. They're not trying to push that as some type of Divas no. revolution. And that's part of the problem. Like if you're going to have a Divas revolution, you have to kind of, I mean, if you're going to put the biggest focus of time of the women evenly between the Divas revolution with Paige and Charlotte, and then equal time to Lana and Summer Rae and doing what they're doing, that's not helping either one of the causes. I, I just I just don't understand people being very I'm, and you know me I'm not a cheerleader by any means but but being very very negative on this promo and and not seeing that okay now it's about to get exciting after it was boring Possibly. so so now on this follow up cuz that's you know what I'm seeing here on Twitter feedback is that people are excited that we finally get the dissolution of the the teams you know just that team I think we only right. had the one member leave a team right now we didn't have any Bellas break up. We didn't have any team bad break up. For all we know, Natalia might be added to this team or something might be going on there. It's all about the follow-up and they don't have a very good history of following these things up. We're going to get a triple threat match. It looks like at Hell in a Cell. Paige, Nikki Bella, and Charlotte. So the story will continue. But the problem that I see here is, okay, you have everyone who is calling for the failure of the divas revolution, the fact that this has been failing and it's not getting anyone over because right now, Sasha Banks isn't getting over. Tamina isn't getting over. Naomi's not getting over. The Bellas are where they are. And you just had, you know, Charlotte humiliated in her title celebration. So now the the focus should be on Paige and Charlotte. If they go in that direction after this triple threat, that's a good thing. I think, Uh, What happens next with Becky Lynch is certainly an interesting thing. But my argument again is all these were the same interesting things before this page thing happened. And if they just held off on the page, if they did a slow simmer, maybe after a Nikki Bella rematch, then you really have something there where page is now tired of, you know, being in the background for this divas revolution that she began. Yeah. But the thing is they dug themselves into a giant hole. From yeah. the get-go. So, now they're on even land. Now we're back at stage one. This is almost a retcon. We get to start over a bit here. This is what we actually wanted. We wanted them to blow it up and start over Yeah, again. but they haven't done that. Okay, they didn't blow it up. But and they didn't but really they, start over. Well... You still have women coming at all angles and more women now involved with Natalia. Are, are they... What if Paige doesn't even go after the championship after this? What if Natalia and Paige is a program? Again, these are all what ifs, but it's not like we know for a fact that they're doing these singular storylines with Paige and Nikki Bella. But this is all long term stuff. I'm talking. I want to just kind of focus on this angle whatsoever. Okay. Now, now, okay. So if they they put Paige with Natty, it could be about Natty being the gatekeeper to the title because she's now the grand old dame of the divas division, so to speak. You can do that. There are ways around this. Every, your, your skepticism is duly noted and earned, but this is a two-week thing you have to look at, and you've already you've done what I do a lot. You've jumped to the second week and saying they're never going to do anything good with it. Okay, and I'm not even... That's, that's only part of it for me, because I'm not even trying to do that now. Okay. Because we've had the past also that we can look at, and that's why I go back to this Night of Champions when Paige was super into Charlotte and her victory. Your criticisms are well-earned. Don't, don't get me wrong here. I I just, I, I, I think you know enough history and you know enough about the WWE to where, you know, where you think they're going to go with this and it's probably (laughs) earned, but you can't crap on it until they actually do it. Judging by my pay-per-view predictions. I never know. 
wow. where WWE is going with any of this. <laughs> um, so after the promo, and I, uh, I tweeted something that was probably pretty harsh, and I'll try to explain why I said this. All right. If you enjoyed the page promo last night, great. You should enjoy what you watch. But that's also part of the problem is because I think a lot of people out there are blinded, not blind, but blinded momentarily by this fact that they did the insider terms of what people can delve into as insider terms, even though, again, everything that she said last night in the promo can be justified as stuff that's happened on TV. Every single thing has been stuff that's happened on WWE TV. But with this insider stuff, a lot of people think that, oh, I can't believe she said that. Or, oh, that was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. So they think they are excited by just the difference of a scripted promo versus reality. And I am all for things that are based on reality, at least in storyline. And yes, this was kind of that. It was all these things where if Paige was really upset, she would say all these things. The timing may not be great because why is she flipping the switch just like that? Right. Um, But the problem is, if you're enjoying this promo just for that reason, that if the reality of the situation or the insider terms or why you're enjoying that promo. That's not going to happen all the time. No, I, I understand. You're not, that. you're not going to get these insider terms all the time. So yeah. what is WWE going to keep trying to give you just the insider terms and the shoot promos, even when they don't fit, because this is kind of that, that they didn't fit. And then also if you're watching the Steve's revolution and complaining about it, if you're complaining that there's no, no singular focus or, or anything in that regard. You certainly didn't get it in this promo. Again, I go back to Natty being added and all the stuff that was happening. Nothing was really built out of this except potential later for Paige, maybe. Potential that was already there to go against Charlotte. But if you're celebrating this and promoting it and, and thinking this was the greatest thing ever, then you're telling WWE that what they did last night was great and everything is fixed. When nothing no. has been fixed from this. Oh, oh, did you see everyone's talking so positively about Paige's promo? We, we have this on the right track. We can keep going with this. Nothing last night was fixed. Yeah, but you're putting a lot of people who enjoyed it for other reasons into that same boat. So what That's... were the other reasons? What were the other reasons? And, and no, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to go point by point, like right. reasons why people were excited. What are the other reasons why someone could have enjoyment in this? Because you can actually watch and see that Paige may not have been into this Divas revolution except for how it self-served her. Mm -hmm. And she was using Charlotte and Becky as a means to an end, and then it backfired on her. So in this promo, she went off on these two. She went off on everybody. I, I, the insidery terms and stuff like that, I agree. If you're only enjoying it for those reasons, that's a problem. But you can enjoy this from a character development perspective, and that's where I thought you were incorrect in your thesis. We got, you know, several pieces of feedback. Again, at Shake Them Ropes, Rob at VoicesOfWrestling.com. I, I can't want... believe you're the negative one this week. This is this is great. I, I just, like this. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I enjoyed Raw last night in uh, overall. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a good episode, and things are being built to. Uh, I want to read this. I haven't read it yet. So I'm going on the fly. So hopefully it's uh, well-worded. We'll see. But we got a response, a long response via email. Good promos build to matches and have core purpose being sold to the audience. Paul Heyman said as much to Austin on his podcast. At the end of the day, if you aren't selling something to the audience, you are wasting everyone's time. Where's the money, baby? Natalia was called out for being absent. Lana and Summer were called out for having a feud over their relationship to men. Mm -hmm. Becky and Alicia Fox were called useless. Bree is a hippie. We all know why the Bella twins are in their spot. The mm -hmm. revolution is pointless. Flair mm -hmm. is only here because of uh, her father. So that was Charlotte is only here because of her father. And yet Paige starts the whole promo as being a patronizing Hall of Fame speech, talking down to Ric Flair himself. None of these things built to any matches. Paige's promo was like if Dusty Rhodes called out Ric Flair, she called Hogan, Okada, uh, blah, 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 who, for bringing hard times on his family, but also being a paper champion and not respecting America. You can't talk to people into the building without giving them match. All right, this is not the best wording, but I'll try my best. You can't talk people into a building without giving them a match to expect to see. And you certainly can't interest fans in a match if there isn't a face heel dynamic or a one-on-one -on -one, uh, type of 
was he trying to say here? A one-on-one type of program. I know what he's trying to say. I think he's a little, he, the points are well-made. So, so well, let me finish this I, and then you get to it. What okay. match is being built by page after all that uh, spaghetti on the wall garbage? While I'm sure there are some people that were entertained by a work shoot pipe, tom, pipe bomb type promo. Those fans are mostly interested in the destruction of a company. If this is what they want to see. And that's it. A lot of the talk was negative towards other participants. Now, if you were building up a match, which page versus Charlotte in the future should be the match. Will it happen? We'll see. That's what you would expect coming from this after Nikki gets out of the way. Okay. So that's great. If you had that match, great. Okay. But no particular match was built up from this in the immediate future. No. And a lot of the fact was negativity on other women that are involved. So now if you're a fan listening to this, and most of the fans cheered Paige after this, mostly because she was the one saying what they didn't expect to be said, honestly. Mm-hmm. Most of the fans are cheering the fact that Paige just put down every single competitor in the Divas division and they're all useless. Yes. Every single one. Yes, but okay. Here's my point then to that, the counterpoint. The, the, the author's letter is well said, but this is not the build to the fight yet. This is the establishment of the antagonist. This is the reveal of the main baddie in this whole thing because it is, oh, we, we thought the revolution was about getting rid of the bells. Oh, no, no, no. The revolution was supposed to be about establishing Paige as a star, at least in Paige's mind. This is the, we had the minor bad guy. This is the real bad guy. And she has just revealed herself. Now we can build to the fight because now we have someone that everybody hates and everybody wants a piece of, and we can, we can now put Charlotte in there and say, why do these two people hate each other? It's not. Yes. When you're building to that match. Yes. You have to have all those things, but we need to establish who the bad guy is here right now. And that's what this was. We need that before we can do the build. You need the two characters before you get to the build. We need characters, though. We don't Paige have characters just right a, now. No, Paige just reestablished herself as a major character, as Did, the anti-diva. Okay, so that's her promo. She's the anti-diva. She is the anti-diva. Charlotte whole is... A whole lot of the, depth there. Oh, okay. Give me a character with depth on the main roster. Kane? John Cena? No. Yeah. No. Yes. John Cena is Superman. You know he's always going to do the right thing, win in the end, and leave. That's not depth. Oh, sure it is. There's no subtext to John Cena. Sure there is. No, there's no. you're lying. No. Now now you're just trolling me. No, John Cena is super deep. Seth Rollins? There's depth there. All I'm saying is that this didn't add any depth to Paige. Like you said, she's back to what she was. Paige oh, even said so that. wrong. No, she's back so to what she was. Wrong. She was always the anti-diva. What is she, yes. what is she added to this? No, but anti-diva used to be a label. That's all that used to be. Now she actually is an anti-diva. She has now explained herself and why she hates all these other women and why exactly she is an anti-diva. Before it was just one of those marketing buzzwords. No, she things. didn't. I mean, she didn't do any of that, Jeff. <laughs> She, she talked negatively about every other woman there. She didn't say a single positive thing about herself. She didn't say why she's better than any of these people. She just talked down to everyone else. She didn't explain why she is anything. She doesn't need to. This is the, she's mad about this revolution blowing up in her face and going back to square one, possibly, because the wrong person won the title. That's the whole point of her pissing on the whole ceremony was the wrong person won. The person who was supposed to help her won. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte helped. She helped unseat the Bellas. That's what Paige's motivation it was. It wasn't supposed to be this way, Rob. Not in her mind. In her mind, it was Stephanie's bringing in this help. They're going to help me win it. I, you know, I couldn't rally the divas around me before to fight the Bellas. I'm going to win. I'm going to get one up. I'm going to be the champ. Everybody's going to be talking about me. And now nobody's talking about me. Well, you know what? Screw all y'all. And here's why. Yeah. And I mean, those calling for the clearing up of the division. 
all right, fine. That needs work. It's I not, will, yeah, I will, it is. I will concede this didn't do that. that. And that's all it is. I just don't think this helped anything. And, and the anti-diva stuff, it'd be nice if you explain why you deserve the title yourself. Just that you're different than anyone doesn't give you a reason. You know, I, like I could say I'm different than every other podcast host out she, there. You no, should no, listen to me. On. Well, I don't care if you're different. What do you bring to the table? Oh, well, no, no, no. Well, but but if you went around and tore down every other podcast host, you would then in your mind be better. Because there are people who are like that who need to tear down everybody to make themselves feel better about themselves. They're not necessarily putting themselves out as better. They're putting you out as worse. And that's what Paige did here. Paige. Paige the anti-diva. Do we want to talk about Kane? We're going to talk about Kane and how Kane is great. (laughs) Here's your reality era, by the way. (laughs) Oh, really? You have Paige cutting this reality. Oh, ever hashtag reality era. Oh yeah, what CM Punk started and AJ oh. continued. Paige oh, is continuing s- here. Your draw ended with Kane taking Seth Rollins to hell under the ring, and you know what? That was excellent. Oh no, <laughs> no, that is something where you're watching wrestling, and if you have a woman in the room, you know you'll never have sex again. That <laughs> is not excellent. And I thought, you know, I thought the clever thing of the split personality, the, was it the, the abyss story from TNA kind of thing? It's clever. I want, I want more weird, wacky canes out there. You know, I want office space cane where he's been fired five weeks ago. I want citizen cane where he collects snow globes and has a sled and he starts a dirt sheet or something, (laughs) you know? I want all these types of different kinds of canes. I wanted I wanted it to be kind of a long con, and it just kind of got resolved within three hours, which I thought was disappointing, and then goofiness ensued. And I know, you know, some people like that type of thing. That ain't my wheelhouse, Jack. But, you know, if you liked it, I'm sure you... <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure WWE was reading your tweets about how, oh, sending Seth Rollins to hell. Are there going to be demons next week? Are J and J going to come back with little pitchforks and and horns on their heads and be Seth's little demons from hell? Under Rob, the, under the ring is the safest place to be if you're Seth. I mean, look at all these fans jumping into the ring. They could they could have little people's court from hell because that's what's underneath the ring, right? All the all the little midgets. That's right. An entertainment <laughs> show. And that is why, I mean, this is, it is an entertainment show, you know, and it's, it's wrestling. Come it on. all, it all plays a part oh. again. You enjoyed the page segment. Great. If they do something with it. Great. I'll be excited. You know, I'll like it, but that particular segment, I don't know what, what there is to write home about other than the fact that the, what I feel is a misconceived notion that it was different. Okay. And you liked Kane going to hell. I thought it was fine. And can, because can, can, because can what we, we least... talked about, what we talked about on the night of champions, like I, the angle is what it was, yeah. but I'm not a hater of Kane getting a title shot on a pay-per-view headline by a hell no. in a cell between Brock and undertaker and getting the Kane match out of the way. Kane's oh, not going to win the championship. So I'm fine as, with him getting out oh, of the hold way. On. Hold on. As long as it gets out of the way. They never get out of the way. They drag it on. They did with Rollins the first time with Kane. They never get it out of the way. I am fine with Kane as a one-month program, and then we never hear about him anywhere near this belt or program again. It might go two months. It might go two months, maybe. And that's fine. What's the second pay-per-view? Is Survivor Series the next one after this? I think Survivor Series is next. I don't believe there's anyone in between. Um, no. So if it goes to Survivor Series and you have a U.S. title match with John Cena and then you have some Survivor Series matches, I'm fine if Kane is wrestling for the title. I don't think it'll go after that. If they if they bring it out all the way to you know TLC and Kane is in like a tables match with Seth Rollins, okay, maybe it's gone too far. Maybe it's gone too far. Can but, we can, can we come to a happy medium that the New Day and Rusev is one of the greatest things all time, all my life? New Day and Rusev are great. Oh, and Summer with the trombone, both doing the slide and catching the trombone after Xavier gets kicked. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that before we were doing the show and I was watching the Beach Blast match that we're about to talk about with Sting and Cactus Jack, they had on a table for three with a New Day. 
Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, I haven't, I I haven't seen that. that yet. I haven't seen the JBL interview with Eric Bischoff, but those are two things that I should probably go out and see tonight. Oh, no, the table for three. You, I'll, I'll pause the show right now if you want to watch that. That thing is fantastic. <laughs> Just the, those three guys and the story of how they came together and stayed together and now, you know, their chemistry together, un- undeniable. Just absolutely undeniable. I, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, pause this show, go watch it, and then come back to us because it's, it's great and everybody should watch it so they do more of these. Yeah, I, I, I got to see that. I mean, because I, uh, huh, yeah, I don't know. I was more fired up about the Charlotte and Paige thing like a few hours ago. I noticed. Before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And this is always what happens. Like I get, I go out and spew my thoughts on the Twitter and I need to stop doing this. You need to save it for the show. Save them for the show. Like I do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You save them for the show and I need to do more of that because as it always happens, I I said this, like what's going to happen when I get on the show is I'm going to, you know, be Rob McCarron and not, uh, and not get the thoughts out that I want to get out as clearly as can and concise as I wanted to or thought I would. I thought you did. Going all nuts. Just going crazy out here. Blocking you're wrong. people left you're wrong, and right. but you were, you're wrong, but you were clear. God. <laughs> Everyone, I just, I'm dumbfounded. Everyone that is praising this thing are those same people that I was watching say the Divas Revolution is failing and I want these women to be taken seriously. And not a single woman after that promo is taken seriously still. Not a one. So what are you cheering for? That's all I want to know. If you are listening to this right now, <laughs> whether you enjoyed it, whether you didn't, I want to get more reasons. Like maybe turn, turn my mind around on this thing. Turn, turn everything I'm thinking inside out. Okay. Turn your what around? My mind around. Okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. Stop Rob, it, Jeff. Rob, you got to <laughs> At shake them ropes on Twitter. You gotta, yes. Go, uh, please. Everybody. America. Tell me why I'm wrong. I want to know because like, I'm not going to enjoy the thing. Like this isn't one of those things where you can just, Oh, I enjoy it now. Like I'm, I didn't enjoy it. So I'm not going to enjoy it. And if you did great, but explain to me why I should have explain what they're going, what they're doing here with everything that has already happened. We can't, we can't predict the future. We can't say, Oh, they're going to do this and going to do this and going to do this. We just don't know. Please tell me you're this angry about none of these women being in the actual video game coming out. Well, we'll we'll discuss that. We might as well discuss that uh, now here in a second, too. But, I mean, I just, the taken seriously part. You know, I asked, uh, I asked um, privately Celia Bloom, who's the guest we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. I asked her, what were your thoughts coming out of this promo? And she had the same positive that I had. You know, she didn't give me her full thoughts, but the same positive she had is the fact that Paige is now away from a team and Paige is on her own. What, that what, that I agree is a positive. I want to establish something though. What is your definition of being taken seriously? Because you know, the WWE is all you, you said it yourself. It's entertainment. It's a television show. What is your definition here of being taken seriously for this division that they're not doing? Well, WWE's definition of the Steve's revolution is the fact that women are, you know, dominating sports and you have serious wrestling here, right? That was the, the antithesis for right. all of this stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. Well, that's still not happening. It, it's getting better. It's not there. It's not at NXT levels yet, but NXT is its I, own. I question if it's even the whole build up to this title match was the fact that Nikki Bella was a strong champion. Now we knew that she wasn't because she never defended the belt, but that was, they were at least putting over that, you know, how long Nikki Bella had the title and Charlotte is this, you know, Charlotte had to win her spot in this match. So you're going into a match with two competitors. One's the champion, one's a deserving challenger. And then the next night on Raw, and don't give me this, you know, she's a heel. She's supposed to be bad-mouthing everyone. I get that Paige is a heel. Now, anyway, at least right. we think she is because she was the one cheered the most after last night. We think Paige is turning heel and going loner. But that segment, if, if you were to believe that it was an insidery promo, and like I said... It's an insider promo that everything can be justified with what's been on TV. But if you're going in there saying it was a shoot promo and an insider promo, well, then in the inside belief, Charlotte's not a deserving champion. And they're telling the audience who believe this is a shoot promo that Charlotte is no good and she holds the championship. So nothing has been advanced in this Divas revolution. I see what you're doing here. 
you've you took your qualifier if you think that this is an insider shoot promo and now put it on to the entire audience and i don't think the entire audience thinks this way i think it's i think it's the bubble i think it's this is the wwe bubble that 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 you're kind of in, insidery bubble that you're in i don't think everybody watched that and thought shoot promo i really don't okay and if they didn't well, Paige is out there saying, oh, you know why the Bellows are where they are. You all know why. And the crowd's going, ooh, like we do know why. Well, that's just her being off the rails. I didn't, okay. But I don't no, know. I, I understand. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe, you know, because even I know that everything can be justified. It's not necessarily a shoot promo. It really wasn't. It right, was I mean, a heel bad-mouthing a baby face because she's frustrated. It was a total divas type of promo. I think the same thing maybe a couple of weeks later could have been presented in a way that would have been very fascinating had we seen more build up to it. I agree. I, I, I concede that point fully that this could have been done better and slower and with more subtle build, but they didn't. Yeah, they did not. We are going to talk about Sting and Cactus Jack, but first WWE 2K16. Ooh, and NXT. Yes. The four horsewomen, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch are not going to be in WWE 2K16 when it's released. And WWE, or 2K rather, announced that they won't even be added as downloadable content later on. Horse crap. Absolute horse crap. Especially given that they said, we pushed for it, but we couldn't get it. Ah." Well, there's there's two thoughts here, because some are buying into this that they won't be added ever. And then another side is buying into the fact that, of course, they're going to be added. This is a situation where, you know, two weeks or a month after the game is released, they're going to send out a press release saying, we've listened to the fans and we're including the four horsewomen or maybe the Divas teams. Maybe they'll include, you know, Charlotte and Becky as a team, Team Bad, which will include Sasha and maybe Bailey separately. Well, they already have member, two, two of the three members of Team Bad in there. They have two of them, right. But right. maybe they'll put them together in a downloadable content, include, okay. which would have... Sasha included. Whatever they do, not everyone is buying into the fact that they won't actually be in the game. That this could be, all be a press thing, you know, just to get, whether it's to get buzz up or maybe they don't have plans, but we'll include them later. If, if, if it is, good on them. But, you know, we heard the reports, you know, when they were first starting this game that one of the first people scanned in here was Sasha yeah. Banks. Yeah, there's a big thing out there. Sasha's even said it on Twitter. She was scanned for the game. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that she was scanned for herself, that she could have been a scan, you know, just for body motions or anything like that. Yeah, but if you look at the diva choices here that, that you have in the game, and I've looked over these, you have Alexa Bliss in the game. You have Cameron in the game. You have Lillian Garcia in the game. Who has ever turned on a WWE game and go, you know who I'd like to play as? Lillian friggin' Garcia. Are you kidding me with that? You, you know, have, you know, you there's some masochists out you, there that no, have no, F5, no, Lillian. No, no, there's no, they'd rather play with Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> Even Marie is in the game. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's no, there's no sense to be made that the fact that they could actually be not you in know, this game. You know who else isn't in the game? Natty Neidhart. Natty's not in the game. But do you think they but, might just be uh, maybe a Divas Revolution is. DLC? Maybe I, I don't know anything about games, so I really don't know how any of this works. Enzo Amori and Cass are in this game. The Vaughn villains are in this game. You're telling me. But <laughs> Sasha Banks can't be in it. <laughs> I think she will. I'm going to go with the side that believes that she will be at some point just, in this game. I, I just assume that that they're gonna put in three of them, and then and then maybe even a Bailey character. And every time you try and select Bailey, you get Dana Brooke. Yeah, <laughs> could be it. Could be it. Although uh, going back also to last week, uh, I enjoyed that uh, Corbin Rhino versus Gargano and Champa match a lot. I thought that was pretty darn good, pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. I just don't, I think we're done. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will move on here. I, I just don't want, oh, you, you're so negative because we get that sometimes. No, 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 no. I don't no, think no, it's no. accurate about the show because I'm no, super, because I, I, again, I really liked Raw. I like the Kane stuff. I like the Seth Rollins. The John Cena-Seth Rollins match was pretty fun. You know, no Sting on the show. Sting is hurt. Kevin Owens continuing the character development of hating Michael Cole. Yep. Big win on his Kevin part. Owens being great. Yeah. You know, getting a lot of time, I mean, say what you will or say what I will about this page promo. 
a lot of folks got talking time on TV last night. Yep. Kevin Owens. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. That Charlotte Page. Table that went up his butt. No, it was fun. How about the Dudley boys in the long, you know, top of the hour match? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really feeling something with this New Day. Oh, yeah. The New Day's great. There's, there's no doubt about it's it. It's amazing the New Day 2 are succeeding in this role that really 3MB was trying to do. Like, this is yeah. what 3MB was trying to do. Pretty much. They were trying to be these guys. Yeah, but they may not have, you know, number one, they probably didn't take to it as well because they were always heels as opposed to faces turned into heels. And then number two, they may not, you know, they may just not have spoken up loud enough about what they wanted to do with it. They so. may, may not have spoken up. It's a different time too. Uh, I yeah. just with the importance that they're putting on different things and, and the fact that, you know, I think Kofi Kingston really is the, the wedge here. That's, improving the role of the New Day versus what 3MB oh, could have ever done because you have Heath yeah. Slater and Xavier Woods, which are pretty equal to me. You have yeah. Big E and Drew McIntyre as the bigger guys who could really work and have some personality. But Kofi Kingston is a massive upgrade from what Jinder Mahal was trying to do in that role. And Jinder really didn't fit in that role either. Well, yeah, and I think it, it's a couple other things. It's Kofi showing he can play heel when probably nobody ever thought he could given what he was doing as a babyface. And he's doing it perfectly too because he is the guy who thinks he's a baby face yeah. just talking up a little bit more about how great he is. Cause everything you, you know, every time they go into the crowd and the crowd already is chanting new day sucks. He's like, we haven't even done anything yet. And he's just, you know, he's talking up for himself, promoting his accomplishments and people don't like it. He's not playing, you know, I hate you bad guy, heel guy. No. And the other part was, uh, you know, the trial and error. And they realized what part they realized that they don't want Xavier as a full time guy on the team in terms of being in the ring. He's the guy that goes in just to get beat up. I think, the, and they never did that with three, three MB because everybody got beat up. Everybody got beat up. It was a disaster yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sting Cactus Jack happened in June of 1992. Mm. WCW beach blast. It is match number 63 on our top 100 countdown of matches. You must see before you die. Beach Blast. It was a false count anywhere match. It was. And for everything bad people say about 1992 WCW, there was a heck of a lot of good. Sting, yeah, yeah, Sting yeah. was the world heavyweight champion going into this non-title false count anywhere match. Yes, he was. And Cactus Jack was ascending as a heel, but yet a crowd favorite heel, which was interesting. You had a lot of guys in WCW at the time who were really, really starting to pick up steam here in terms you know you had vader you kind of had a good bad ugly vibe because you had the good guys in sting you had the bad guys in say luger and vader and, and whatnot and then you had the these crazy efforts like abdullah the butcher and cactus jack and you know kevin sullivan and the nasty boy so you had a nice little mix here you combine that with not having pads around the ring because Bill Watts was in charge, and of course he couldn't come off the top rope without a DQ, which was a mistake. That plus a Falls Count Anywhere match and Cactus Jack, oh yeah, give it to me. Now, some notes from aesthetically around the ring. This was Beach Blast. Yes. We may have noted this when we did Rick Rude and uh, Ricky Steamboat, because earlier in this Top 100 Countdown, we had this match from Beach Blast 92. Tony Schiavone in his sky blue little <laughs> polo shirt and khakis. Eric Bischoff in the most brightly colored flowered button down shirt ever. Looking like that guy who he's an he's an executive. Yeah. You know, going to a resort. He's not actually going to go on the beach ever, but he's trying to get into the mood of the place. Mm-hmm. That was Eric Bischoff here. Right. Your commentary team of Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura. Yes. Pretty good in this match. They were fantastic in this match, I thought. Explain why. Because Jesse Ventura here, during the entire course of this match, is questioning Sting's sanity of taking on a non-title Falls Count Anywhere match when he has to actually, in later times, wrestle for the belt and wrestle to defend his title. 
And Jesse's commentary all went towards that. Why is Sting doing this? Why is Sting taking on this, this, this ridiculous match for him and not playing it safe and not, you know, trying to protect himself for, from future damage. Meanwhile, this crazy man who is, who is doing sunset flips off the middle rope onto the floor, trying to do anything he can to destroy him is, is after him. Why isn't he playing it safe? And I thought Ventura was great here, bringing up those questions from time to time. And, and Ross, you know, Ross was Ross. He was hyped for this match. He loved seeing the physical violence. He loved seeing the fighting. So, I mean, I thought this commentary team was on point. Why did you disagree? Because I thought I, I hinted at a bit of dissension there. I Rob. didn't disagree. I just wanted you to explain why you uh, thought they were so great. Oh, yeah. That's and uh, as a precursor to the match, they showed uh, parts of the uh, false count anywhere from the clash between uh, Cactus Jack and Van Hammer, which I think was supposed to be a warm-up to the Sting match, yeah. the one where Abdullah the Butcher comes out with a shovel as a cowboy. <laughs> it's Van Hammer. Fantastic. Loved it. And I love... I just love the big fight feel from the be- from the get go of this match, where Sting doesn't even get to come down to the ring. He's just standing there, going, "All right, you want to do this?" Takes off his robe, and they just go at it. And and you know what? I love this match, but I also say this, knowing that this had to have taken years off of Foley's life. <laughs> just some of these bumps he took, like that elbow drop off the apron to the floor, where you hear his knee just thud on the concrete. That can't be good. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, and this was his type of match too. And that's, you yeah. know, the announcer's putting this over like Sting, who's the world wrestling champion, right. is yeah, in this um, street fight with this madman Cactus Jack. And yeah. Cactus Jack is taking him all around the ring, you it's know. Wrestler versus fighter. Yes. And, the, and, and, and it can, and the falls can count anywhere. And this is how, you know, this is how Cactus Jack was getting over was by being, you know, taking these wicked bumps and right. doing these weird things. So, yeah, um, just a, <laughs> and, um, and 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 it's funny watching them go into the crowd and and you know in today's WWE you go into the crowd you have security all around you know going okay stay back and people know when to stay back you got people coming up tapping Sting while he's trying to suplex yeah not not the time <laughs> not, no, not the not time. time kid burn autograph no nope. uh this is what on WWE's website where they put this top 100 countdown this is what uh it was actually Seth Rollins who does huh. the little blurb for this match this is what Seth Rollins has to say. Cactus Jack was awesome in WCW because he was so different. There's that word again, different. He was like that anywhere he went, but he stood out like a sore thumb in WCW. Watching at a young age, I was creeped out and weirded out by him. Nobody moved like him or had that deranged, never say die attitude like he did. For whatever reason, he was really good at adapting to different guys' styles. He was able to adapt to Sting and was one of his better opponents. They had a great chemistry together. And then you add in the element of them brawling all over the building. Sting was not known for that. It was a cool dynamic to see uh, Sting try to take out the fight of Cactus Jack. And, <laughs> and you had Ventura promoting that fact in the middle of the yeah. match. When they, when they got slightly into the ring, only because Sting, you know, tried to do a splash and he went yeah, over he the was ropes. Surpri- yeah, he was surprised. He's like, I'm surprised they're coming back into the ring. I'm, I'm surprised because we may never see them in the ring is what he was trying to sell. Because this may be a fight right. all the way around. And it ends, you know, Sting does end up getting the win here as he splashes uh, or it ends up being a top rope clothesline, the top rope of the ring down to Out. Cactus Jack on the, you know, on the risen on the risen ramp on the stage, yeah. which was legal because there was no DQ in this match. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think th- I think this is before Sting signed with the WWE. So you kind of had to shade his contributions here. But that, I mean, that last, last clothesline, that was something, man, because that, that's a leap of faith right there to protect yourself. And, and Sting... You know, Sting didn't take the crazy bumps Cactus Jack did, but for a guy of his stature who's the world champ, he took some he took some damage here. Um, on the floor, you know, with the chair against the guardrail, and you know, even onto that ramp, you know, that's that's not a that's not a soft landing there. And and as we've seen in another, was it the Cactus Jack uh, Nasty Boys? Was it Sullivan or Max Payne? They had this kind of same setup where, you know, people are falling off that ramp onto the floor. And that's, you know, that's not pleasant either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the match. It was fun. Tyler Black, or excuse me, Seth Rollins, by the way, was six years old when this match took place. That was in 
my first year of college, I believe. I would have been uh, I would have been six as well, actually. Yes, this was when I was part of the internet wrestling community back then and going on chat rooms. Yeah, I had not I had not started wrestling. watching uh, wrestling yet. It would be another five years mm. before just a, I would begin. You're just a baby. I was a baby, but that Seth Rollins kid. Happy you enjoyed this. I did. And all I liked Good. it. I, I'm Good. a fan of Sting, and it was a quick sprint. I mean, it lasted 11 minutes. You didn't have to spend a lot of time watching that this was, match. That was another thing that really set this match up was Ventura's first line is this could last 30 seconds or this could take three hours. Right, you but, never know. But think about this too in the positioning of this card because the match we did earlier this year, Rude and Steamboat, was, was after. the Iron Man match. Yeah. It was a 30-minute Iron Man. Now you just watched 11 minutes of Sting and Cactus Jack beating the crap out of each other all over the ring with only 11 minutes off the clock. So now you're going into this Ironman match, and holy crap, if those two guys beat each other up that bad in 11 minutes, imagine what these two guys now will do in 30. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there an intermission between these two? Those two? Or did uh, they just I mean, live, them? maybe. It was back. To, it was right there. Rick Rude comes to the ring no, like a I, minute I know, later. I know it was right after, but maybe live there was an intermission here because this, this just reeks of old school thinking where the champ fights in the middle of the card. I mean, it was and a pay-per-view. Would it have been? Would they have had an intermission? Possibly, or just, you know, at least, short. At least in the in 90, TV. Back in 92, possibly. So I'm trying to remember that. Someone can correct me on that. But it was not unusual for Watts to put a main event in the middle or three quarters of the card and then have matches afterwards, some of which didn't even air, because that's Mid-South well, type right there. All right, so this Beach Blast TV presentation on WWE Network is two hours and 50 minutes. Right. Okay. So and there is no time wasted in between the Sting match and the Iron Man match. So I think it went right back to back. I think I think you're correct then. So I want so that's I mean that's awesome placement. Yeah. Like you're watching the craziness of 12 minutes of this insane match here and now a half an hour. I mean, this isn't one match in the context of one match. This is a match in the context of a show. And now that adds even more to that rude steamboat that we watched earlier because oh my god. You know, the world heavyweight champion just went toe-to-toe with this guy, this madman, mm-hmm. in 11 minutes. And now we're going to watch these two in a championship match, in an Ironman match. I don't, I don't think the Ironman match was actually a championship match, was it? That was a non-title uh, Ironman challenge, too, I think. I think you're correct. I believe it was a non-title Ironman challenge, too. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I love the placement of that. I didn't even realize it until we watched this match here. But yeah, yeah, it was a non-title match, uh, Rick Rude. Uh, and Ricky Steamboat. But yeah, I thought the placement was fantastic. Yeah, the, the the whole card has interesting placement because I mean, before this it was Valentine versus Bagwell. Yeah. In a submit, you know, in a singles match to establish Greg Valentine as a heel in 92, then a throwaway Hyatt Medusa bikini thing, then Sting Cactus Jack, Rick Ricky Steamboat, Rick Rude in the Iron Man challenge, a six man with Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham and Nikki Koloff against the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. And then the main event was for the WCW World Tag Team Championships between the Steiner Brothers and the Miracle Violence Connection. <laughs> no, hey. So that that's fascinating. If, all the way if around. If these two matches are any indication, I would feel pretty good about recommending uh, this oh, whole yeah. show. Oh, Whole show to anyone who watches it. Next week, we're going to talk about CM Punk versus John Cena. This not not the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. The number one contendership match in February of 2013. Okay. This was the match after the February pay-per-view where CM Punk lost in the title rematch to The Rock. Right. So now it was Punk versus John Cena to see who would get the title match at WrestleMania. So we are going to talk about Punk and Cena from Raw in 2013 on next week's show. It is match number 62 on our countdown. Uh, do you have anything to say? What are your thoughts on the recent NXT television? Oh, I've enjoyed it. I thought the build, I think the build for, uh, Bailey and Sasha was great. I, you know, the, the everything from the, you know, just her going in the crowd, doing the squash match, and then trying to cut a promo with, you know, holy moly, you guys. And then all of a sudden Sasha comes out and she has this look of dread on her face. Like, oh no, not again. That was great. Regal's facials of, ooh, I got something here. You know, kind of that, that kind of that, uh, I got a secret grin he had going. I thought that was great. I'm loving the tag team tournament. NXT television is, 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 is pretty, pretty strong overall, even though, you know, you get a few clunkers here and there, but overall I've been enjoying it. Yeah. I'm, uh, 
I was quite pleased with the entire confrontation between Bailey yeah. and uh, Sasha. I love that the crowd was picking up on what they were trying to sell was the Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. And the crowd knew that's what they were going for. So that's a job well done. When the and crowd s- kind of knows what you're building to, you've done a good job building to it. Yeah, and Sasha's promo was total bait and switch, and it worked, I thought. It, it worked. Now, I've seen negativity out there about Sasha, how she was breaking, and how you can't take this promo seriously because she was smiling and breaking. No, you, you absolutely can because Sasha is breaking at the fact that she's getting Bailey where she wants her, right? You can promote it as that. Like, Sasha isn't breaking because, oh, look at all the people who are saying we had the best match ever. Like, I'm baiting you into this, and I'm going to get it because I'm better than you. And Sasha's she's smiling for the fact that, okay, once I get my match here, I know I'm going to win. So I'm smiling because I know I'm better. I thought it was more trying to make up for the fact that she was getting emotional during the talking about the match that they had previously and that they had stolen the show. And she was getting a little bit weepy about that. And she was trying to make up for it. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought, the, I thought the prom, whole promo was pretty darn good. And I thought, yeah, I think it was, you know, it was, it was, she was working Bailey a bit here and I thought, you know, nothing wrong with that. It was great. Yeah. I just loved it because it was a storyline involving the women of NXT and it advanced something. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when they advance something because <laughs> we didn't get that on raw. Okay. Okay, I may have overreacted. I have a plug. I am going to be on Talking Sheet this weekend again with Celia, Hugh, and Les. Talking Divas and NXT and probably some sort of Joshi matches that they're going to send me. So if, if, you, if, you're, if you're somewhat entertained or at least bemused by me, go download that on Saturday. I guess the page angle wasn't that bad. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 